in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, everybody. Thursday night, we are going to have some fun tonight. Going to live stream for you guys, probably for a good solid hour and some change. We're going to talk about the NBA draft and what is going on in the sporting world. So I know I was supposed to do a podcast at 3. I wanted to do a little pregame analysis because I know Ben Simmons. There was a lot of talks with him getting traded. Um, There was a lot of deals just going on around the league. But honestly, I had to get my car fixed. I've had a very long day. But I'm here to make it on time and make it up for you guys tonight. So we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about some sports. Also, Dragon Ball Super T-shirt, which is down below, size large. I'm looking to give that away to a loyal subscriber to the Twitch and also the podcast. But for tonight, we're going to talk about, again, the NBA draft. Because I know right now the Washington Wizards are on the clock. And speaking of the Wizards, we are going to start our first topic for today's podcast On that, we're going to talk about the Russell Westbrook deal. But before we get started, you guys can always tune in to the live podcast every Wednesday. I usually go for 2.30 every Wednesday. I know the past two Wednesdays I have not been able to do that. But starting next week, I'll get back on track to my normal schedule. And if you missed that, you guys can tune in on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Swoop Radio is right over there. And, yeah, so that's what I do. I post weekly podcasts on sports. I also do an anime podcast. I know me and my my, my guys, my squad, we have, uh, we've been slacking a little bit. Part of that's on me. But, <clears throat> and I'm also in the talks of doing an official astrology podcast starting in September. I'm still thinking of the name. So, it looks like I'm going to be running three podcasts this fall while also getting ready to go to grad school and also working. So it's going to be a very busy schedule. So just bear with me, guys. But anyway, let's get started with the first topic. We got to talk about what's gone down so far in this NBA draft. So as you guys can see, we're checking the rounds. Uh, Cade Cunningham went first. We already knew that was going to happen with Detroit. He was by far the the best prospect And let me just make this a little bit wider for you guys so that way you guys can see uh, his picture and all that fun stuff. We already we already know like we already knew that Cunningham was going to go first. We knew that without a doubt. And I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, he went first. He is he has a great size. He's six foot eight, two twenty. 
run that point guard position. That's literally what you want. You want a big, solid playmaker that can hit the that can hit the couple jump tough jump shots. Not scared of the moment. That's what he is. And then if you look at the rest of the draft, I really like Jalen Green for Houston. I mean, he is again 6'6, 186. So you know he's gonna put on weight. But he's a great combo guard. Gives that Rockets team some identity. Evan Mobley went third to the Cavaliers. He's now that center. So now they have him and Jared Allen. So now they got themselves a nice little one-two punch. Uh, Scotty Barnes from Florida State for Toronto. I honestly thought Toronto was going to go Jalen Suggs. I thought that would have been the best pick for the Toronto Raptors. Just because, again, you don't know what you're going to do with Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, Jalen Suggs... Definitely fell a little bit to my liking. I think he is the best point guard in this draft. Uh, He's not scared of the moment. He is a big shot. He was great for Gonzaga. And it's all about that that, that mentality. Like I've been saying, that sports psychology aspect. I love Jalen Suggs. I I think he's big time. And I think he has the potential to be the best player in this draft. That's just my honest opinion, and that could be my hot take. But I know Scotty Barnes is a two-way point forward, and I know the Toronto Raptors really love size. Jalen Suggs, my guy, went five. Josh Giddy from Australia went six. That was a little bit of a reach for me. At seven, Jonathan uh, Kumijia from Congo. He's six foot eight, great size, two-way forward, nice offensive player. So, I mean, Franz Wagner, Davion Mitchell going to, uh, from Baylor going to the Kings. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to fit because they have De'Aaron Fox, but who knows, maybe they might trade De'Aaron Fox here and possibly Buddy Heal, maybe get a Ben Simmons to compliment him. Just saying, that's just something to think about. Zaire Williams went to New Orleans as we're looking. James Bucknight went to UConn. Joshua Primo. Primo Hoagies, Alabama, Chris Durant, Oregon. He went to the Pacers, and Moses Moody went to the Warriors. So those were all the picks so far in the first round. Honestly, I could really care less about the NBA draft. We already know it's different from the NFL draft because a lot of these guys, it's either hit or miss, honestly. Um, Usually in the NBA draft, there's probably about like three solid players and there's probably like a steal or two in each draft. Um, but, and uh, yeah, I mean, right way. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Uh, is there any nice, is there anything nice left for the Sixers and Nets to take at the end? Um, There's a couple good solid guards. I mean, as I'm going to show you guys real quick, um, going down, best available. I always like to check this tool out. I mean, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I know... Trey Murthy, the third, the third is a good uh, guard. He'll probably be a little bit late. Uh, Trey Mann from Florida is another good guy. I mean, six foot five, one ninety, smooth ball handler. As we're just looking, there's a lot of point guards and a lot of guards. I will say, uh, a big guy for me. Big shout out to Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Nashawn Highland from VCU, six foot three, one seventy three. He is a guy that should be on. A later team's draft board. He, again, is a great point guard. Teams that need point guards that could shoot. Watch out. This guy is going to be good. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of guards. Uh, 
And then, I mean, there's a couple big men, but it's mainly guards. It's all guards that the Nets and the Sixers could get. I also know the Brooklyn Nets, they traded Landry Shamit to the Suns. So maybe they can go in a different direction there and find themselves a, a little bit of a bigger, better defender shooter. So that's something that the Brooklyn Nets can look at. But I mean, Brandon Boston Jr. from Kentucky, David Johnson. There's a lot of names. There's one from Guadalupe. Uh, Juwan uh, Bigarin, I apologize for his name. Six foot six combo shooting guard, great size. So there's a lot of names that can be that are still going to be available. But again, like I said, with the NBA draft, it's not as big as the NFL draft, in my opinion. It, it's just the NFL draft are seven rounds, and you know the first three rounds are going to be NFL ready starters. Whereas with the NBA draft, I mean, all these picks are hit or miss. It's either they're going to contribute right away or they're going to be projects. And we're not going to hear from them. So it really just depends on if you can hit the draft picks. The Sixers got a steal at 21 with Tyrese Maxey last year. And hopefully they can find another steal at 28. But, I mean, those guys I mentioned earlier, those look like... It looks like it's going to be a guard, though, for both teams, honestly. I know the Nets, they do need more size. Definitely. Um, if, as I'm looking at best available, let's check positions out. I mean, they could go for a backup center. As I'm looking here, I mean, uh, you can go, like I said, Charles uh, Bazzi from Western Kentucky, 34th overall. I mean, they run sharp around there, 6'11". Charles uh, Bazze, 6'11". Two, like, you need you need some bodies, especially for the Brooklyn Nets. They need some size to protect the paint because Giannis just killed them in that seven-game series. Now, granted... I do believe the Nets would have won in five games, possibly a sweep if all three people were healthy. But that being said, I just can't. I, I, I really, like, they need to be able to stop the paint. And the Nets really struggled with that. But we got to talk about the big news of tonight. Russell Westbrook, Washington Wizards. I mean, and the Washington Wizards, they selected Corey uh, Kispert. So good for them as I, maybe I'll be able to pull up his um, draft board. But the Washington Wizards, and they got Corey uh, Kispert from Gonzaga. He is, sorry, I know, I know I'm going a little off track. Six foot seven, 220. He is good size, good shooting, good touch. I mean, good pick for the Wizards. But Russell Westbrook got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And now the Lakers now have a big three of Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. But here's the problem, guys. The Los Angeles Lakers gave up Kyle Kuzma, who I agree is overrated, Montrez Harrell, KCP, and a first-round pick. Now they are getting two second-round picks in return. But I'm looking at this deal. I'm like, they got rid of their two best shooters, Kuzma and KCP. Both hit over 100 threes in the regular season. So now that's over 203 pointers that you are going to subtract from this team. And you add a guy in Russell Westbrook who is a great competitor, who is a dog, who is an alpha male, not scared of the moment. 
But let's be honest, people call him Westbrook. The man cannot shoot, and he cannot shoot the ball well. So now you got two guys that are ball-dominant guys that need the ball in their hands in order to be successful in LeBron James and Russell Westbrook that cannot shoot the ball well enough consistently. LeBron is not a 40% three-point shooter. He is a great player, first bout Hall of Famer, top three all-time, wherever you put him is up to you. But let, let's, let's just be honest. Let, let, let's be real here. LeBron is not a 40% three-point shooter. He shoots 35%. He is not a consistent. He shoots a, He's an average three-point shooter. Anthony Davis is another average three-point shooter. So I know the Lakers are going to have to make some deals and have to get some free agents that can shoot the ball, veterans that can take the veterans minimum. Hopefully that's the case. But if I'm the Lakers, I'm not sitting up there saying, wow, like we just won the West. I mean, you got three guys that are not scared of the moment. I'll give you that. But can this team beat a Brooklyn Nets team that's fully healthy in a seven-game series? Heck no. Because, because at the end of the day, basketball is about, it's a make-or-miss league. And you have two guys that are ball-dominant guys that really can't shoot the ball well. And you got Andre Drummond clogging the paint. Anthony Davis is a, is, a, is a good shooter, but he's not a great shooter. And that's your spacing? Not, this is definitely a move that the Lakers need to make other moves. But... I mean, you can never bet against LeBron James. And also, oh, and also, I do believe if LeBron and Anthony Davis were both Anthony 8, 8, <laughs> I call it Anthony Day-to-Day Davis because he's always injured. If they're fully healthy, I mean, they should definitely still come out of the West. But I will say the competition's getting tougher. Those young guys are getting better experience year in and year out. And you guys know from previous podcasts, Donovan Mitchell's getting more experience. Devin Booker just went to the finals. I mean, you have, there's just so many teams. The Warriors are now back, and they just made two selections as well. Two more young guys to add to Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So it's like, I'm looking, and it's like, hmm. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. I'm not going to lie to you guys uh, what's going to happen. Because, I mean, James Wiseman now will be in year two for the Warriors. So, I'm looking. I'm like, the Warriors are now back. You have all these young guys. Luka is going to be good. Hopefully, the Mavericks can get rid of Porzingis and give him another star. So, I'm looking. I'm like, the Clippers as well. They, like, they proved themselves this year going to the conference finals without Kawhi Leonard. So I'm just sitting here like, that's all your competition. And you add Russell Westbrook, a guy that really cannot shoot the ball. He's a great player. I love Russell Westbrook. But he needs to have the ball in his hands to be dominant. He is not a spot-up shooter. Never has been. Never will be. LeBron James never has been a spot-up shooter. Never will be. So it's going to be interesting to see how is this fit going to work, and how is it going to make sense? Because just like you said right way, I mean, it all comes down to being healthy, just like the big three in the Nets. You need depth to win championships. The Milwaukee Bucks showed that. 
They had added depth. They won two games without Giannis playing. And also, they had great depth. And they were together as a unit. The thing is, once you get three stars that want to play with each other, you lose that depth. And especially if you have Anthony Day-to-Day Davis on your team, he's a great player, but the man is just made out of glass. He cannot stay healthy. Sorry, guys. He cannot stay healthy consistently. He has not yet played a full season. And the whole reason why the Lakers were able to win that championship in the bubble was because they got a four-month layoff and Anthony Day-to-Day Davis was able to heal himself during the four months so he came back fresh and ready to dominate. You saw what happened when he played a whole season. Couldn't finish. So it's going to be interesting to see what are we going to see from this Lakers team. I do think Westbrook is way better than Schroeder. You guys noticed from the beginning, I was never a Schroeder guy. I actually preferred Rondo and Dwight better than Marcus Saul and Schroeder. I was I was saying that on the record since day one that those two guys were a better fit. And my point was proven. Schroeder's probably going to leave and go elsewhere. So it's going to come down to can the Lakers get some other free agents, maybe get a sign-in trade with Kyle Lowry or... But with Russell Westbrook, they got rid of everybody. So now Kuzma's no longer going to be traded. Montrez Harrell's no longer going to be traded. So, like, your whole bench is gone. I mean, what, are you going to rely on Alex Caruso? I'm sorry, Caruso's an energy guy, but he's not going to shoot 40% from three consistently if you need to rely on him taking shots off your bench. So, hopefully, I mean, Schroeder could be part of a sign-in trade. I know the Lakers were looking for that, but... It's not looking too good, honestly. I would probably give the Lakers a C on this trade. They need more moves in order to excite me and be like, wow, this is a finals team. Because this team seems like they're flawed. You got to be able to make shots. Now, in terms of mental toughness, the Lakers probably will be mentally tough. Westbrook is a dog. He's not scared of the moment. But can LeBron James be okay with getting less touches? Is he going to be okay with the ball less in his hands? His numbers are probably going to fall. Same with Westbrook's. Are these two stars going to be okay with that? Because, they, because like I said, they both need the ball in order to be successful. They are the primary ball, dominant ball handlers. The whole reason why Russell Westbrook averaged his fourth career triple-double season was because he had the ball in his hands all the time. When you play with Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal doesn't need the ball in his hands. So Russell Westbrook can take care of all of that. Now you have a ball-dominant guy in LeBron who is going to need the ball in his hands pretty much most of the possessions. Let's be honest. So it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to click and gel. Uh, I do like Russell Westbrook going back to his hometown, though, UCLA. He played there. He's he's from California, so that's a great fit. I know he'll have the hometown cooking. But we will see what's going to happen. So, and back to the NBA draft. I know I was talking about that was the big story of tonight, honestly. And I was really looking forward to giving you guys my insight and letting you guys know how I feel about it. But as we're looking at the draft here... Uh, Kispert went to the 
Wizards, you had A. I gotta look up his his name. Sorry, guys, it's getting a little late, and I've had a long day. I've had to get my car fixed and all that fun stuff. But his name is Alf Alf Peren Sengun from Turkey, six foot nine, two hundred thirty-five pounds. I have no idea who this guy is, but I mean. One thing I will say, NBA basketball is expanding. It is becoming more global. So I, who am I to judge? I mean, you draft a guy from Turkey. I mean, Korkmaz was from Turkey. Hopefully the Sixers won't resign him, though. I can't, I can't stand Furkan Korkmaz. But that is who the Oklahoma City Thunder took with the 16th pick. And as we're looking at the rest of the draft here, guys, for you guys, I know the Memphis Grizzlies are on the clock. And also, this is just in breaking news. Ricky Rubio from the Timberwolves has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Tarion Prince. So, I mean, it's not a huge deal. But, I mean, Ricky Rubio, he averages about nine and six assists. He's a pretty good playmaking point guard. So, I mean, he's a good little veteran that can help out Sexton and also Garland. So, those, so that's a good little move for the Cavaliers. They need a little veteran point guard. But I still think the Cavaliers are far away from becoming a title contender. And probably, they probably won't be for a while. Not to be mean. But the other main topic that I really wanted to talk about as we are talking about this NBA draft and as we get closer to the Sixers pick, I'll get more excited. But right now, I'm just sort of just like, eh, you know what I mean? It's the NBA draft. It's not really, it's again, like I said, it's it's entertaining. It definitely is. But is it is it as entertaining as the NFL? No. I, I had a blast doing the NFL draft, honestly. If you guys tune into that podcast, that was fun. But another big story is what are the Sixers going to do with Ben Simmons? And so many people have reached out to me, friends, family, because I do podcasts all the time on the Sixers. That is my squad. That is my team. And I honestly think that the media and everybody is really blowing this Simmons situation out of proportion. And what I mean by that is, I mean, the Sixers are not stupid. Daryl Morey, the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers, is not an idiot. And what he's pretty much telling all these teams is that, look, you're not going to finesse me. You're not going to get, I'm not going to get rid of one of my star players And yes, he had a rough playoffs, these playoffs. He had a rough series against Atlanta. He did. He was exposed. He got exposed. But this guy is still a two-time first-team all-defensive player. He is a three-time All-Star and a third-team All-NBA player at just the age of 25 years old. So not only... Oh, of course, yeah, and I'm going to talk about the trade deadline as well. But not only is Ben Simmons young at 25 years old, but he's also a first-team all-defender, probably is going to win Defensive Player of the Year within the next year or two, 
and can is an elite playmaker and can really set up your teammates well and make the teammates his teammates better. There's a reason why when Ben Simmons got hurt and and the Sixers got swept against the Boston Celtics in the first round. Ben Simmons plays the Sixers are, are a second round C or second round team. Ben Simmons does not play the Sixers get swept. If that doesn't show you Ben Simmons' overall impact, I don't know what else to tell you. But anyway, what the Sixers are doing here is they're not trying to get they're not trying to get finessed. So every team that offers the Philadelphia 76 Sixers players for Ben Simmons the Sixers want a Harden-esque, like Adrian Wojnarowski said, a Harden-esque value for Ben Simmons, which is probably four first-round picks between pick swaps and everything, and probably your best young player, and possibly, if you don't have your, you want to give up your best young player, two solid players that can make up for Ben Simmons' his, his game. So let's let's go for example the uh, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. There was a trade package. It was Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, the seventh overall pick, the fourteenth overall pick, and two future first round picks who are pro- which are probably going to be in the late first rounds because the Warriors are back and their squad is back. And and all this for Ben Simmons. And I understand it's a lot, but what Daryl Morey is saying is this is my first offer. If you're willing to negotiate, maybe I'll be able to bump it down a little bit, but this is what I want. I want six picks and I also want two key role players for Ben Simmons. And I like that. I like that concept because I mean, the freaking Indiana Pacers wanted to, wanted to give the Sixers an injury prone Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb for Ben Simmons. Like, the Sixers are still a second-round team, possibly an NBA Finals contender, if Ben Simmons just improves on his game, which I think he will, definitely after getting exposed in this offseason. You're 25 years old, you got, and you're a professional athlete. You're going to have a competitive side of you. I don't care who you are. But, um, like, yeah. Like, it's really just, it's a head-scratcher. Like, why would I take that deal? Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb for Ben Simmons, all because he just had one bad playoff series? Stupid. Now, do I think there there's some, there some mentally issues? Yes, I do. But if I'm the Sixers, I'm not taking a cheap deal. If I'm giving up Ben Simmons, it's going to be for a Damian Lillard or a Bradley Beal-type deal. And now that Westbrook is in L.A., Bradley Beal has said that he's committed to staying in Washington. So Bradley Beal is off the table now. So now it's just simply Damian Lillard. But again, I'm going to say this. Damian Lillard also has to be able to say like, hey, like I want out. I want you guys to make a move now. And until Damian Lillard says that, the Sixers are, I mean, unless you want to take and get worse than what you already are, Keep Simmons for the offseason. Keep him in the start of this season. Get a solid couple veteran point guards to complement the Sixers team. And who knows? Maybe the Sixers will be all right. I know draft night would have been the 
Tonight would have been the night where Ben Simmons, if you're going to trade him now, you would trade him now. But the Sixers have made offers and teams have rejected them. So it looks like Ben Simmons is probably going to be on the team at least until free agency starts as well. And also as we get closer to training camp. And if all else fails, who knows? Maybe he might maybe he might turn around. If he turns it around, the Sixers keep him. If he doesn't, the Sixers can trade him and possibly get added value in return. Who knows? Because if Simmons posts similar numbers, makes an all-star team, and is an all-defensive player, you could still get value for that. So it's like it's not the end of the world for the Sixers here. And, and just like I've been saying, I love what Daryl Morey is doing. I think what Daryl Morey is is doing is smart. I am not taking low, cheap offers. You, if you're going to give me an offer, it's going to be Harden-esque. It's going to probably be six picks and a couple of your players, or possibly four picks, two of them being top ten picks and a couple players. So that's what it's going to take to get rid of Ben Simmons. So all the Philadelphia Sixers fans that are pissed off, Oh, man, I want Ben gone. Like, you guys realize, like, I mean, he still impacts our team. He had 14 assists or 13 assists in that game seven. Now, granted, does he still have flaws? Yes, he should be able to be dominant, shoot 70% from the free throw line, and give you 20 a night. If Simmons does that, the Sixers are a finals team easily. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean... Part of his lack of growth is definitely due on himself, but it's also due to the Sixers staff babying him. He should have been shooting jumpers from the beginning. He should have been benched immediately if he's not shooting. But, I mean, once you let him get away with everything, craziness. But, yeah, I definitely, I definitely, my bad right way. I know you posted that tomorrow night I should do an MLB trade deadline. Yeah, I definitely was thinking about doing that. I might also talk a little bit about the MLB trade deadline moves as well. And just to let you guys know, the Memphis Grizzlies selected um, Murphy the third out of Virginia. Whenever you draft a guy out of Virginia, great defender. Virginia is great at at great defense. Trey Murphy the the third shooting guard out of Virginia, six foot eight, two oh six, very great size. His offensive game does need a little bit of work, but especially with the new league rule changes now where they're going to penalize offensive players for flopping and also like kicking their leg out and also stopping on the defender, stopping and then letting the defender run on them and then shoot. I hate when players do that. Those are some of the rules that are going to change. So it's more defensive friendly moves now which is good because the league definitely needs to be more on a defensive wave. It's, it's just too much offense. It's not even like fun basketball anymore. It's way too much offense. But anyway, like I've been saying, there's still multiple picks because the NBA draft is two rounds. Uh, but we are on pick 18. OKC just picked uh, a guy I mentioned, Trey Mann out of Florida. I like this. I like this move. He's six foot five, one ninety. Again, great size, pretty good, solid jumper. As we look at his college stats, I mean, he shot he shot forty percent from three, eighty eighty three percent from the free throw line, sixteen points a night, four assists, six rebounds, 
And yeah, I mean, does need to improve his playmaking a little bit, but pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid point guard right there. Trey Mann out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I mean, as we are just chilling here, we're, I'm probably going to stay live probably for another half an hour. I usually like to do an hour live stream just because it's good to see everybody and it's good to talk to everybody. Man, so I want to be honest here. Let's let's start with let's start the poll. We're going to look at some MLB news also as we talk about the NBA draft. So, I mean. Cunningham going first. We already knew that was going to happen. That's the thing with the NBA. Like you kind of have a feel of what's going to happen. So let's let's see what's going on. So let's check here. We're also going to check. The, we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB free agency as well because I have a bone to pick with the Phillies, man. But the Dodgers are. Oh man. So I know that the Padres were. This was while I was door dashing. The Padres were about to trade. For Max Scherzer. But. What ended up happening was. the Now the Dodgers are finalizing. A Scherzer and Trey Turner deal. And I'm not going to lie to you. The Dodgers are getting on my damn nerves. Because they, they're just. They're making every move. They are in the middle of literally everything. Every best, like Mookie Betts going there last like last year. I'm just like, everybody wants to go to the freaking Dodgers. It's just like, come on, like where's the competition? But the Dodgers, they also acquired left-handed pitcher Duffy from the war from the Royals. The Yankees acquiring Anthony Rizzo to the Cubs. I mean, I just think this is a move out of desperation. New York is a little bit above 500, but they're nine and a half games back out of First place against Boston, and I believe like six back from the Rays. So you trade a couple of your prospects to get Anthony Rizzo, who is, I'm not going to lie to you, ever since they won the World Series, Anthony Rizzo has kind of not been the same. I don't like this. I don't like that deal for the Yankees. I think that they get worse in the deal because now you give up a couple of your key prospects. And as I pull this up right now, Anthony Rizzo, uh, I don't want any I don't want any videos to be played so that way I don't get flagged for copyright. So they gave up right-handed pitcher Alexander uh, Vicanio and outfielder Kevin Alcantara. Both minor leagues, both minor leaguers, they go from New York to um, Chicago now. So now Chicago gets a couple of key free agents, so our key minor league players. So it's like, okay, like and I mean Rizzo is having an okay season. I mean, he's 32 years old. I mean, he he does definitely does have some pop. He can add some some good stuff to the New York Yankees, but he, like I said, <sighs> sorry guys. Like I said, he he just doesn't wow me, you know. And I know the Yankees, they have a couple big names. Like, they have Aaron Judge and all that stuff. But this move just does not scare me. And just like you said, I agree. The Dodgers, they don't care about luxury tax. I know. It, it's insane. It's insane, dude. Like, every move the Dodgers are in, they don't care about luxury tax at all. They don't. You can tell. They, they are in on everything. And if this deal finalizes... 
Not only is Max Scherzer taken away from the Padres, but also Trey Turner is going to the Dodgers as well. And if you're a Padres fan, you're just like, damn, like, like, geez, like the Dodgers, they just can't, like, get a break, you know? So Scherzer is 37 years old, but, I mean, he's still nice. He's still posting an ERA under 2.5. He literally just pitched a gem against my Phillies today. They won 3-1 to when he pitched earlier, the first game of the doubleheader. And then uh, the Phillies won on a walk-off grand slam in the second game. But, man, I'm, I, I can't lie to you guys, man. I mean, Scherzer still got it. He's a beast. I mean, in... His seven seasons with the Nationals, he's 92-47 and 47 with a 2.80 ERA. He's won a World Series. He knows how to pitch in tough postseason games. I mean, I believe he pitched Game 7, and I know Strasburg had a great World Series, but Max Scherzer did as well. So it's like he has experience. And then also Trey Turner, a World Series champion, 28 years old, a 300 career hitter, He's batting 322 with 18 home runs, 40 and 50 RBIs. So it's like Oh, definitely. And I and I, I agree. Yeah. The Yankee Stadium 3 310 right field will be great for Rizzo and Gallo. And also like playing in the Windy Windy City, definitely a lot a couple of Rizzo's shots to right field have definitely been halted by the wind. So yeah, I mean it's it, it's a good solid move, but Rizzo does just does not wow me. I don't think this Rizzo deal and Gallo deal give the Yankees enough for them to make the postseason. I think that I don't, I don't see them making the postseason this year. I, I think it's Boston and the Tampa Bay Rays coming out of the division. And I just think the Yankees are close, but they're just not there yet. Something's off with them right now. And I know they have Garrett Cole and they have a couple big guys. But other than him, it's just like, I mean, it's okay. So, as a Phillies fan, I would love to see the Phillies get some relievers without giving up so much prospects. Lately, the past couple years, the Phillies have given up so many good prospects in order to get, like, stars, like a Bryce. Not like a Bryce Harper. He signed free agency, but, like, to get, like, a JT Riomuto. You had to give up a couple of your key prospects. So, you want to keep your good farm system guys down there. And that's the secret of having a very good team is having a mixture of homegrown talent and also getting a couple marquee free agents. And the, the Phillies, they need to get some bullpen help. And if they do, maybe who knows? But I still think the Mets are the team to beat. And uh, in, in the East, they just have the better pitching. They have the better... Hopefully their bats can wake up, but they do have the better pitching and all that fun stuff. Um, Just like I said, the Dodgers, they got Danny Duffy from the Kansas City uh, Royals. Uh, Terry Francona is stepping down for the rest of the season. He's having some health issues. So that was a big blow for the Cleveland now Guardians. So now they're no longer the Cleveland Indians. They are the Cleveland Guardians. So... Guardians of Cleveland, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I kind of like it. Uh, the Seattle Mar- Mariners pitcher Hector Santiago suspended 80 games because of the sticky stuff. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays they send Diego Castillo to the Santa the Seattle Mariners for JT uh, 
uh, Cargodius and prospect Austin Shenton. So pretty much good moves. The White Sox traded Cesar Hernandez from the Cleveland Indians. Um, oh, sorry. The White Sox got Cesar Hernandez from the Cleveland Indians for reliever Ryan uh, Tapera from the Cubs. So these are just moves that have been made so far. The trade deadline and the rest of the deadline is tomorrow. But just like I said, keep your eyes on this Scherzer deal. Scherzer, Turner, Trey Turner deal. The Dodgers are currently finalizing a trade for that to happen. Hopefully the Padres can come back and make a counter to that and get Scherzer to join the Padres. Because I think Scherzer to the Padres would be great for San Diego. And and especially, you know, I'm rooting for San Diego. They have not won a championship they are the city with the longest championship drought now. It was Cleveland until LeBron won in 2016. So hopefully San Diego can get a championship banner in there. I know San Diego, there's only the Padres, I believe. And I don't know what else is there, but it's like... Scherzer going to the Padres would make the most sense. It would be good. But if he goes to the Dodgers, the Dodgers are already stacked. So it's like, all right, you might as well add another picture to the mix, you know? So those are all the moves that are happening in the MLB so far. I know there's more to it, but as we look, uh, the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks, let's see who they selected. They selected Kai Jones. Six foot ten. He is skinny, but he is a power forward. So again, just like I said, another wing defender. That's what the NBA is coming to now. It's coming down to wing defenders that can play defense, hit a couple tough shots, have great size, and uh, shot shot playmakers. That's what that's what it's coming down to. Guys that can hit tough shots and play make, and then also solid wing defenders that can stop the shot creating playmaking guards. So that is everything. What it's looking like so far. In the NBA draft. I mean the now the Hawks are on the clock. At pick 20. And then you got the Knicks. Then you got the Wizards again from the Lakers. So and let's see. Let's. There's a pick by pick analysis. So let's see what ESPN has to say. Um, Let's see here. Let's see what's best available. So you have Keon Johnson. He's probably going to go soon. He has fallen. Uh. Again, it just comes down to he's a two-way wing. I know you have Sharif Cooper, point guard from Auburn. Uh, Usman Garuba from Spain, six foot eight. See, there's just other guys that had like midday. So there's like Gerard, Jared Butler. I would love for the Sixers to get Jared Butler. I think he is a great player, and the fact that he is still available. Wow. So I would, if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking to get him. He's not really a good rebounder, but he is a great defender against point guards. And he shot 42% from three and 78% from the free throw line. So if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking at Jared Butler out of Baylor. He's a great guard. Literally won the championship uh, in Baylor. I picked them to win the NCAA tournament, even though I was completely wrong with so many other teams. I will say that I was right about that. So, I mean, now we are approaching 45 minutes here. The NBA draft. I mean, the Sixers are getting close. So, I might as well should stay to see who the Sixers would take. But you know how it is. I'm just like, ah, like, come on. Like, 
eight more picks for the Sixers. I've talked about the MLB trade deadline. I've talked about some of the trades that went down with the NBA draft. So I'm trying to think of, all right, so the Atlanta Hawks selected Jalen Johnson. Six foot nine, 220 pounds out of Duke University. Pretty good solid. Another wing guy that can complement with with Hunter and not Hunter. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Hunter. And also, I'm missing the other guy. But, I mean, the Hawks, they have, I mean, they beat the Sixers. I got to give them props when props is due. And so they added another wing to complement Trey Young. And he's going to be a guy that's going to be interesting with these new role changes. Will his will he still be as dominant as a player now with the rule change? So I'm just looking at and seeing the picks to see like how everybody's doing. Um, so, but I mean, overall though, I mean, when it comes to this stuff and everything, thank you guys for coming out and stuff. 46 minutes in, talked about a lot already. But yeah, here's a again, just like I'm gonna say in the earlier the podcast, I have a Dragon Ball Super t-shirt, size large. I'm looking to give it away. I've been saying this for a month. I've just been so busy these past couple weeks between dealing with some family stuff, also trying to get my school situated, applying for a couple jobs. So it's just been a lot of just moving parts and my schedules have been all out of whack. But I also look forward to coming back on regular schedule 2.30 on Thursdays. And then I'm also going to play Pokemon. So tomorrow I'm going to play Pokemon during the day. Probably around like 1-ish or probably like 12.30, 1-ish around there. Maybe even around like 4. So those are gonna be, that's like the spot. So hopefully, and I'll also mention some like, like do like a live manga read or something. So that way we can have some fun with that. But I mean, as we're looking... As tonight's podcast was mainly just I wanted to, I missed everybody I missed connecting with everybody, and uh, we're gonna add also some segments to um, previews. I'm gonna start traveling and going to different ballparks, and I want to let you guys know I was gonna add a segment where you guys can hear like my live interviews, uh, either through video or through audio. I'll figure that out, and I'm gonna interview fans to see how they're feeling about their team. So. I'm going to let you guys know about that segment as well. So there's a lot of stuff looking forward to on Swoop Radio. But pick number 22, the Sixers still have six more picks. Uh, man, so I'm just like, ugh. Like, I mean, I mean, the NBA draft moves quick. So now the Knicks are on the clock. They have like one minute left to make their pick. So, and then Brooklyn, they're picking 29. So you got the Knicks, you got the Wizards next at 22. Back-to-back Rockets picks because they were involved with trade. And then you also have the Clippers, Nuggets, Nets, Sixers, Nets, Jazz. So that's what wraps up the first round. And then the second round will happen as well. So there's an ESPN draft challenge. Let's check to see uh, what's, let's see like what's going on. So. Nah, it's not working. <laughs> so we're going back. Trying to see what's best available. We have Keon Johnson, Sharif Cooper, Cameron Thomas. I like Jared Butler. If the Sixers can get Gerard Butler, 
I'm cool. Yeah, I know. I'm going to interview some just random fans. I'm just going to be like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about your team? And especially in September with baseball season, I know the postseason's coming up. So I was going to go to Chicago and talk to some White Sox fans and also some Cubs fans. So that would be fun. Um, but that's what I'm in the mood to do. So, and we'll figure it out then. But as we see here, let's see who the next, I mean, there's seven more picks left. I'm not really like the Sixers again are picking 27. So I'm just like, yeah, 28th. Man. Sorry, guys. It's been a very long day for me. Man. But, I mean, I just wanted to come on out, chill with everybody, hang out for a little bit. I appreciate everyone that's come out and supported the live stream. I know that there's still more in the draft. I'm trying to gut it out. I'm trying to push through. (laughs) It's just, man, I'm just like, come on. Like, what else? Let's see here. So the next pick is in. Let's see who they take. Hmm. I'm just waiting to see who they're going to take. And then after this pick, I'm I'm going to just wrap it up. And, I, and I'm going to, like, message on social media how I feel about, like, the Sixers pick and stuff. But again, this main podcast, I wanted to talk about Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. I also wanted to talk about Ben Simmons and all that trade talk and all that craziness, you know. And we hit all those. We hit every single one. I mentioned about the shirt. And now we're just chilling, talking about whatever, you know, waiting for the picks to come in. But I just wanted to say thank you for everyone coming out to Swoop Radio. It means a lot. If you guys missed this podcast, the audio will be out. Will be out by, I would say, probably tomorrow, like around like 12 and all that fun stuff on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys coming on on Twitch as well. On my way to affiliate, I'm now at 37 followers. I'm 13 away from getting to affiliate, which is 50. So I would appreciate you guys keep grinding, keep following my my content. It means a lot. But tomorrow I'm going to be out. I'm going to be playing some Pokemon. So that's going to be fun. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I And again, tune into my Twitter and I'll give a little like if I like the pick or not. But this is Josh officially signing off. Swoop.